What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? What's up? Y'all reached the fucking goat. I'm about to turn this podcast shit out. Nah, for real. I'm just trying to have a little confidence because I'm scared as hell. This is my very first podcast. And I'm not going to lie, I'm scared as hell. I'm a little nervous. But I think I've been thinking too hard about it. And all I got to do is just be myself and talk. Something my son always inspired me to do. And that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to talk my shit. And I'm going to get y'all to listen and understand where I'm coming from. And know that I mean no harm in the things that I say and how I'm saying them. I try to watch my words and choose them wisely. But sometimes I just naturally in myself because I feel like I'm talking to my homegirls and my homeboys. So I'm just naturally me. But um, yeah, we're going to get into some real shit. We're going to talk about love and manipulation. Um, What I really, really, really want to do is tap into grief. And um, the afterlife, um, just recently, eight and a half months ago, I um, lost my son, my 16-year-old son, Dalen. He was everything to me. My best friend first, my son, my protector, my confidence. He was the person that got me out of a long, long, long depression that I didn't believe in myself and I didn't love myself and I didn't take care of myself too good, you know? And he saw the best in me and he motivated me. And I know that the time that it came to light for me was him tuning me in to what was about to happen in my life. And that was me losing him. He wanted my receptors to be open. He wanted me to be open to knowing that this was going to happen, you know, and he kind of groomed me a lot before he passed away with different things that he said. He talked about the afterlife. He sent a text to a friend about him passing away and talking to God and the experience he had. He was, he is an angel. Um, I'm grieving hard. I'm not going to pretend that I'm okay. People tell me I'm strong every single day. You're so strong. And I believe I am too. But this is a pain that I don't think any strength can endure. I don't give a damn how strong I look. This shit hurts. And it hurts really bad. And I'm just trying every day to get through it. With my children and the circumstances and how it happened is very tragic. And we'll get there one day. I'm not ready to talk about that just yet. But, um... You know, I just want his name to live on. And I want everybody to know his name and know how special he was. He was a basketball player. He was a um, straight-A student. He had AP classes. He had been, he was a a scholar from the beginning. He was on the principal's list every month from kindergarten all the way to fourth grade. My baby was very, very smart and talented. We shared a lot of things in common. That is why I call him my best friend. And not to take away from any of my other children that I have. They are all amazing. But you know, you it's just like how everyone is amazing. Everyone has talents. You know that there's a special one. That was my best friend. Like we shared the same music, the same hobbies. We laughed together. We joked together. We used to come up with 
the most intriguing movies, topics, titles, and we will go on and on and on and on. And I used to be like, Daylin, we need to make that into a TikTok. We need to do that. Mother and son duo, this and that. And he would be like, yeah, he'll be with it. But then he's a, he was a teenager, so he would want to go in the room and get on his phone and, you know, do him. Or he'll go and do his homework. He was not your normal, regular teenager that want to curse and do bad things. He was amazing. Like, you'll get to know him as I keep continuing to do my podcast weekly. You'll hear something about him because it's not a moment, a second, or nothing that um, goes by and I don't think about my baby. Like, I just can't believe I talk about him in past tense. It's just unreal to me. Definitely unreal. Um, Very painful. And um, I don't wish this pain on nobody, not even my worst enemy. I would never, ever wish anything like this on anyone. (sighs) But, um, yeah, so um, speaking of um, angels and of tragedies, um, yesterday Nick Cannon revealed that his youngest baby, five-month-old Zen, passed away. Um, unfortunately, due to a rare brain cancer. I am so, so sorry, Nick. I know that pain to see the tear in his eye and to see him just, you know, kind of break down a little bit on his show was just so hurtful for me. And it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just horrible that we have to go through these things in the human form like we have to experience tragedy we don't know when we don't know who we don't know why that those are the things that kind of can mess you up mentally so you have to stay in prayer even if you feel like praying is not doing anything for you because yes you've prayed for protection of your family and your loved ones and we don't We still get the result of that, you know? I have definitely, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like, I'm going to be real, real transparent with you. I have definitely um, gone, had days where I was just like, what am I believing for? Like, what, what is there to believe when I begged and prayed for this? And this is the worst thing you could ever give me. Like, there's not a day that's going to go by that I'm never going to think about this. There's not a moment in my life. Do you know that every time I wake up and my two feet hit the side of my bed and I go to use the bathroom or whatever I'm doing when I first get up, that's the first thing on my mind. I look over on my glass table that I have my son's ashes on and I look at him and can't believe like that's where he is. Every day I'm wishing it's a dream. You know what I'm saying? So back to Nick, I just, I'm so sorry for your loss. And I'm praying for you guys that, you know, you get through this. And I know that you are strong in your faith. I am too, because I know that through my storm, God has still blessed me. And that is so weird that I never thought I could say something like that. Because in order for you to understand it, you have to be in my shoes. You can't just be like, oh, how could you ever second guess it? You can. You will. I do not want you guys to experience this. But if you did, you will. You know what I'm saying? Because you try to understand it so you can be able to deal with it. And guess what? You'll never understand. You'll never understand. That's that's nothing you never want to understand. Why? I mean, you do want to understand. Let me not say that. But you don't want it to happen. So that's why you don't want to understand it. You know what I'm saying? So 
Pray for him. Continue to pray for him because he's going to have days where he's going to scream and ask why too. And it's okay to question God. I don't like when people say, um, I've learned not to question God. Why can't I ask you a question? I think that's like a, I don't think that's true. I really don't. I don't believe that that's something that God said, don't ask me anything. Just let me be. It's unhuman for you not to ask a question. So that's like me leading you to the back and, you know, ask me, why are we going back this way? Ask. You know what I'm saying? Ask. Just like he said, asking you shall receive. Ask and you'll get understanding. Ask and you'll get the strength that you're dying and yearning for. So ask, you know, because you need that something to kind of fill you up and make you feel and understand what you're going through. And again, I'm early in my grief, so I don't know all the answers. But I can only speak with you guys about my experience so far and what I'm experiencing and what I'm going through and what I have gone through. And um, I, I, I definitely am going to share that with you because I hear a lot of people saying that they have never gotten signs. They've never had dreams. They don't believe in a lot of things that people be like, that shit is what? They did not come to you. They just grieving so hard that they're losing their mind. It's not. We're not. We're probably at the most, <laughs> the most, the best time in our lives where we can think. You know what I'm saying? Where we're thinking clear. I have not lost my mind. I don't intend to lose my mind. I choose to believe in things. And I'm so blessed. This is what I mean by being blessed through the storm. I am so blessed to have those memories of my baby and the the um the text and him coming to me telling me, Ma, do you believe in the afterlife? And I'm like, no, I don't. I mean, not that I, I'm not, I didn't say no, but I was like, I mean, I never had to experience it. I've never lost anybody close to me. This was weeks before my baby passed away. And he was like, Ma, believe it. I promise you it's real. Like he was so like, for sure. And I looked at him and I wondered like why he was so sure, but I didn't question my baby because he was very smart. And he taught me things that I didn't know in my age, you know, and he also told me, like, I feel like I came from the 1920s. And I was like, really? He was like, do you feel that, Ma? And I was like, no, baby. Oh, that makes me want to cry. You guys don't understand. Like, this is painful, bro. Um, But he, he, he told me, like, Ma, you know, um, I feel like I came from the 1920s. Like, I feel like I lived a life before this. And I was like, wow, I don't feel nothing. I don't know. I don't know where I came from prior to this. I know that I, um, before I used to feel like I loved the fifties era, you know, era. So maybe that's where I came from. I don't know. He was like, okay, but I don't want to give too much away. And I don't want to really cry right now. I'm being honest. Like I do it every day and I just want to lift spirits today. And I just want you guys to definitely keep Nick and his, uh, the mother of his child, the mother of Zen, in um, your prayers, please. Lift them high in prayer. Keep praying for their strength. And don't stop. People tend to think about things, let it be in their head for a minute. Two weeks later, they've moved on. And the other person is still dealing with it and lost. And they don't know how to deal with it. Just because they look strong don't mean they are. I'm one of those people. So check on the strong people, please. Just don't think I have it going on. Um, so yeah, we're going to get into our segment. Today's topic is about love and manipulation. And, um, we're going to talk a lot of shit about a lot of other things. And 
I hope you guys like it. Okay, so um, since we talked about Nick Cannon, we're on the same subject of um, Nick Cannon. Let's talk about Mariah Carey. So did you guys know that Mariah Carey makes $1 million in royalties for All I Want for Christmas is You, like every single fucking Christmas? Like extremely rich. This bitch is extremely rich. Like every Christmas, All I Want for Christmas is whatever you hear every time you're in the um, in the mall. You can hear it low. Commercials. Commercial, exactly. Everything. You hear the song. Imagine making a million dollars every Christmas. And Christmas is the time of the year where you want a million dollars for Christmas. Like, mm -hmm. this nigga just getting it sitting down. The fuck? Like, she is so lucky. Amazingly blessed. Like, that's why they be clowning Nick on uh, Wildin' Out. Like, yeah, your baby mama take care of you. That bitch is rich. Like, I never even paid attention to how rich she really is. I don't think nobody does until now. Like, she really is that rich. The fuck? And, and then December, and then plus, that's not even the only song she has. She that's not the only song she has. All the other stuff she does. And and mind you, a lot of her songs have been remade, redone. Then the originals are still hitting. Think about the radio stations we don't listen to that mm -hmm. are not like just playing, playing hip hop and Drake and all those songs. They're playing Mariah. Mm -hmm. Like that's a regular, normal thing to hear in your life. You know what I'm saying? And and then she's so special for her high pitch vocals and her high notes that she hits. So that's definitely something that you'll never forget about Mariah. But to make a million dollars every fucking Christmas, her kids are what? My kids are spoiled. I'm not making a million nothing, okay? A year. My kids have everything that they can, they want. I can only imagine what them damn kids want. Then Nick Cannon, the daddy. And he rich. Mm -hmm. They be clowning them because they just trying to say, yeah, bitch, make a lot more money than you do. But I don't even know. You really don't know that for sure. Because Nick be in some businesses that we don't even know about. Mm -hmm. He owns networks and shit that we don't even know he's in because he's not a, he's humble. He doesn't blast that. You know what I'm saying? It's so many artists, too, that have come out and said Nick Cannon has helped them. Did you know that Nick Cannon discovered Kalani? No. Nick Cannon that. discovered Kalani. Kalani was on a, what is it? What is the show? Um, America's Got Talent, the show that he was um, got fired from. Yeah. Okay. She was on that show with her old group. She was. I did not know that's how she got discovered. Yes, girl. I didn't either until like, I'll say three months, two months ago. Um, she was on America's Got Talent with her group. She was the lead singer of the band, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, the band, they didn't want her to be a part of the group no more. I forgot what the reason was. I can't tell you. I just really forgot. Um, however, um, Nick remembered her and he kept up with her, like, cause she was young and she was like 16 and she was like on her own, kind of like not living at home, mm -hmm. stuff like that. She was homeless at one point and, um, they just dissed her. Um, and Nick, she, Nick told her like, anytime you need anything, like hit me up, like I'll be there for you, whatever. He don't want nothing. He's not one of those execs that are like gross and want mm -hmm. something from you like it's genuinely from the heart so nick cannon um he had wondered where she was and reached out to her and he was like what are you doing like she was like nothing the group is over i'm 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 not living in a good space it's now he's like come out here like i'll set you up with a place 
I'll make sure you have money every week. I'll make sure you do this. He's like, I believe in your talent. Like, I think you can do this and I'm willing to help you. That man helped her. Helped her. She is Kalani today because of him. It's another artist that he did that to. It was him. I mean, it was her. Who else? It's another artist that said, oh, it's because of Nick that I made it like this. I think she's really with Sizzle. Like together, I don't that? know. I was asking my um friends that the other day. I was like, "What you guys think about that?" They was like, "Them." She was like, "It." I don't know because a lot of people will be trying to make it seem like publicly they be trying to, you know, what I'm saying make something look like something. But I don't know because they said that you know that Kalani now, um, what am I trying to say? She identifies herself as they. No. Don't you start that fucking shit with me. <laughs> don't you start that. What's her name that Daylin can say? Don't start that shit. Don't start, Demi Lovato. Don't start that. What's her name again? Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. I'm going to say Lemmy Lovato. <laughs> Do not start that shit with me. Don't start that shit with me today. Because because my thing is this. You know young girls look up to you. You're going to start that? And not only that. Okay, say you don't give a fuck about the people looking up to you. That is weird. Just period. Like, just identify as who the gay. fuck you are. You want to be gay? Cool. Let's be gay. But all of that, I'm confused about. No, I'm, I am them now. What? So now you have fucking Kalani. multiple personalities. When Kalani is that. And you just going to make yourself as that. You're going to make yourself weird like that, Kalani. You a, a great artist. Beautiful voice. Beautiful girl. What the fuck? And, and then try to say that people didn't know that she was gay. We all could tell that you were gay. That's why we didn't get where the baby head came from. When you had a baby, like, huh? Yeah, I don't know how people didn't see she was gay because you could just tell. You can just tell. It's just something you can see. You know what I'm saying? And that's fine. Everyone here is loved. Everyone. I love everyone. So there's no judgment about who you want to be. But yes, I have judgment about that shit, about changing the status of like you calling yourself they. Like, just be you. Right. Just be, just be her. There, there she is. Okay, you want to be a stud tomorrow. You want to be a femme the next. It's okay that you want to change it up. It's days that I'm tomboyish and days that I'm real girly. Like that's okay. But to identify and be like, no, I'm known as they. Like something's mentally to me. I don't know. Something going on. Like why? Like for what? What do you get out of that? Like you just be called they, and they want to be called they them. Some of them refer as it. To and it's something else, they, them, they're it. I don't know. And what pisses me off is the options that you have on applications and shit nowadays. Like, so what do you identify as, or do you don't rather not say? First, the fuck off. I was born a woman. I'm saying what I am. Mm-hmm. I'm a woman. Yes, I'm gay. Like, but that don't need to be known. That's nothing. That, that's none of your business. I don't understand how you confuse with your gender. I don't understand it either. It's the weirdest. That's a different topic, though, because I don't I, I don't know. I don't want to go too deep in it. People hate me and think that I'm just wrong because they be so fighting for the things that are so not normal to me nowadays. And I'm not I'm not with that new day shit. Like, don't get it fucked up. I have had a girlfriend before. So there is definitely not no gay bashing in me to be like, oh, God, that is so weird. It's just a time and a place to me, you know, mm-hmm. just like how we used to have. I don't know if you remember this. You probably don't because you're probably like in the womb. But when we had <laughs> when we had BT After Dark, 
that's when they used to play all the videos that were like like real sexual content and stuff like that. So that's where Nelly, if you ever heard of the song Nelly Tip Drill, that's where that song came from. Mm-hmm. It was um, girls twerking, bikinis on, fucking it up. And it was calling tip drills. They was sliding credit cards down and cracking their ass and shit. Like it was so explicit and so bad for children to see that. Mm-hmm. They knew that it was for BT after dark because what should children be at in dark, at the dark? In their fucking beds. Yeah, going to sleep. By at least no later than 10 nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, come on now. And my kids be up all type of night now. They be all, at all times of the night now. But, you know, that's a different story because we going through a lot of grief and stuff. So our whole everything is kind of thrown off. But in real reality, kids should be sleep at a reasonable time of night to where they're not. Time and go to sleep yeah. And then where the explicit and the late night shit goes on, mm-hmm. it's, it's secret. That's like the kids being up at night and I'm ready to have sex with my dude. Like. You should be asleep. Mm-hmm. You hear moaning. That's kind of on you, bro, because you shouldn't even be in here. You should be asleep. Dreaming about ice cream and shit. But like I said, we'll talk about that topic about, you know, who you think you are and all that shit later because that's too confusing. Um, Let's talk about Danny Lay. She keeps on posting the baby. Um. I'm happy to see that beautiful, beautiful baby. Like, she's so beautiful. But to me, and no offense, and I'm, but I'm just gonna keep it real. Like, this, this is all I can do. Um, I feel like Danny Lay is an attention attention seeker. Like, she wants attention for, and I could be wrong. I could be judging her and and seeing. Nothing of what really is going on, but it just comes off. Everything is just, and, and I'm not wrong for thinking that because she's given me reason to believe this. And the reason is because of that light skin song. She did that song and really thought because, I mean, and I, and listen, I, I'm on both sides of the fence with this too, because people felt was so offended by her. Like, how you gonna make a light skin is the best skin basically song? Like how that did, dude did on Love and Hip Hop New York that one time. Um, how are you going to do that? And you're like, that's cute. We've always, dark skin has always been bashed. You know what I'm saying? From slavery on out. People always thought, oh, oh, you're so cute to be dark skin. I was always told that. Oh, you're, you're so beautiful to be dark skin. Like, what? So basically, without my skin, I'm ugly. Like, I'm lucky I'm, I'm pretty because I'm dark skin. However, light skin people can be offended as well because they always tell my black is beautiful and melanin is this. You know what I'm saying? So, Okay, I'm still black, but my skin is lighter, you know? And people are how people say, like, that's some light skin shit. That's some light skin nigga shit. Like, that can be very offensive. But then it's true, though, because you be seeing light skin niggas do that. Like, I really see that. I'm like, that's really some light skin shit. And it come from him, but light skin, I'm like, dang. Yeah, because they feel privileged. Mm-hmm. They act like. White privileged people sometimes, a lot of them do. But it's some that don't. There's some that are like really black. Mm -hmm. Like my brother, for instance. My brother is light. He don't act like a light-skinned nigga. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. My brother is, he has a a bachelor's degree in African-American social studies. He care about his black people. You know what I'm saying? He wears hair twisted. He has, you know, dreads. Light-skinned, mixed dude. He's not all black. He's Creole and black. His, his 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 side of the family is Creole and you know that's French and all the different shit. So he doesn't act like a light skinned dude. So I do understand where there can be offense at, but I do understand where they get it from. 
because they feel like light-skinned niggas is baby and light-skinned niggas are just treated like girly. You know what I'm saying? But I get it. But then dark-skinned dudes are always offended and feeling like they're the roughnecks. Yeah. Oh, that nigga. Oh, look at that nigga. Oh, that nigga like here rob you. Like, you know what I'm saying? But they're like the white. It's like it really goes on how you handle yourself. You carry yourself. Mm -hmm. too. It you does. Can go around and just look at somebody that's just like it can be a light skin that's like, oh my god, let me stay away from him. Yeah. Because it's how they carry themselves, and it can be a dark skin man. And you be like, okay, I'm gonna just go around him. He looks like I'm comfortable around him mm -hmm. or something. So I don't really think it goes. On color, I think it's really like how you carry yourself. It goes, I think it goes on both though, because people still are ignorant enough to take base things off of color. I still hear to this day that I'm a cute, cute dark skinned girl. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's still like that. And that's why everybody was offended by Danny Lay when she did that because it was like light skin and she dancing like, heard that <laughs> he, oh, I gotta pull it up. I'm gonna pull it up. But she thought that that was going to make her get some kind of, and everybody was like, first of all, the song is trash. And you sitting up here talking about light skin. If you was going to do all of that, at least make the song be hot. It's trash. And then you are trash for even having those those thoughts in your head. You know what you I'm like saying? like as an artist? Like, act, like, I do not like Danny Lay as an artist. Um, I, I like her as a dancer. What caught my eye with her was when she did the challenge, the, um, Kiki, do you love me? That challenge, what? The best out of every, what? That bitch did that shit. I saw so many because me and my brother had did it. And of course I wasn't dancing all hard and like, but I was paying attention to that challenge because it was really popping at that time. And I saw her, I was like, who the fuck is that? Cause she was lit, like her, her stamina, she was literally, they was driving, you know, everybody, they drive and they jump out the car and they start mm -hmm. doing the dance. That bitch was doing it down the street, down the whole street running like, but full out length dance that fucking it up. I'm like, that bitch is hard as fuck. She had the best one to me, like literally. So that's what made me start following her. Cause I was like, damn, she did that. Really? Okay, yeah. I noticed her, it was in like 2017, 18. Yeah, I think it was like 2017 or 18. I, I started um, following her. And, um, I was never really impressed by her music. It was some stuff that I liked. Um, and then, like, the dopest part about her was that she did the choreography for the baby when he did that song, which is my baby song. And when she did that, she was the one doing the choreography for that. So that's where he started doing all of this. Like, I need me some bitches and none of it. That pop song. Um, damn. That song make me sad. Make me think of my baby. Um, and I was and I love the dance that when he did it. It made me want to do it like, hey, because she like give you that, like, you know. Mm -hmm. But as an artist by herself, I don't really, I don't really connect. But I'm not mad at her for what she do. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. there's some people that like that shit. And I feel like she is an artist because she has a lot of um talent with dancing and she can hold a note and um she's creative. You know, How but you about her and the um, baby mama going neck and neck. Um, I feel like with her and the baby mama that she was wrong for what she did for doing that light skin song. She was basically throwing jabs at her, and I feel like the baby mama was a little immature for like laughing at her when he did what he did when he like kicked her out the house and the baby. Because my whole thing is this: we are women. 
and we've all been cheated on and we've all been treated fucked up by some man or someone in our life. And that same nigga hurt her too. You know what I'm saying? With her. And so for you to laugh back at her, you still siding with him and he the one who did it. You know what I'm saying? He the one who allowed this whole situation to even be one. So I still understand you want to retaliate and laugh at her because she shouldn't have did what she did. You know what I'm saying? And she's immature and she needs to grow up and that shit is, is wrong. But I feel like they both just need to not do that because they're on a platform doing it. I had those same kind of issues with baby mama's drama and stuff like that. But I didn't use my platform to acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. And if I did, they would have been dragged real bad. Um, They're probably going to keep each other's kids away from each other. Too, like yeah. Being siblings. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's competition on, um, on who is... Um, like, type of people like Danny Lay, like, I'm not going to say this who she is, but the woman she portrays is like a woman that wants the baby to look more than the guy, mm-hmm. than the other kids. So I want him to, want that baby to be more special, which her child is technically a little bit more in the spotlight mm-hmm. than the other kids because she's a celebrity as well. So there is a different stance. And then I also noticed that Mimi, his baby mama, she had posted a picture of her being pregnant. Like a month ago, and then it was somebody asked her like, "Where's the baby? Mm-hmm. The where's the pregnancy?" That's she did that for um for mm-hmm. to get back at her. So they're both childish. She's just like, "Grow up!" And if y'all both fucking them, just be both fucking them and know your place and go on with your life. Like, it's some situations that are. I don't think no situation is really worth it. So I'm not saying this to women, but it's some women that are willing to be in a situation like that due to the benefits that they receive out of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's emotionally an emotional attachment or benefits, financial. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, do like future goddess baby mamas. Shut the fuck up, receive the check, and keep it pushing. And that's it. Um, you know what you got yourself into in the end. Yeah, and sometimes we know we getting ourselves into, but we think that he gonna change for us, and come to find out he's not. You know, so I feel like Danny Lay has a lot to grow. I don't know how old she is technically, but I know she's young, and I know that she has a lot of growing up to do. And this baby will definitely um, do that for her. You know, show her how to grow up. You know what I'm saying? She's um, 26 years old. You said she's 26. Mm-hmm. Dang. She young, but she mid. Yeah, she's 26 and he's 29. Yeah, but he childish as fuck too. So it's always the company you keep. The baby, he been through some shit. He lost his dad, he lost his brother. He's been through some stuff, but he's childish. And he needs to grow up too. And um, I just feel like those women though, that um, that act like, and I'm not gonna put her in, I'm just gonna say women. The women that act like that, that like only care about their kid and um, she praises the kid and the dude and gaslights him to think he's so special. Um, it's like, I don't know. It's just too much for me. I feel like. It's being pushy. Yeah, you pushing the love. You pushing the shit. You pushing like, the agenda of. Can I have a connection with him? Can I want to see him? Can I bond with the kid naturally? Instead of making this one kid because I'm with you so special, but my other kids are nothing. My other kids are nobodies because I had a kid by you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that to me is gross. Um, So. Love and manipulation. That's the main thing I want to get on this podcast because that's the topic 
discussing whether it's love or manipulation. And also, like, what's your love language and how do you show your love to someone? I know you said yours is by buying things for people. Mm -hmm. I said mine's is the same way. Um, I like buying shit. I like, it's not technically buying, but I like just giving. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to love you in a way that love is supposed to be given. Like, I want to show you something you never felt before. I want to make you feel a way you never felt before. You know, special. Yeah. That's the same way I like to feel. I like to feel special. Like, um, you give me that feeling. You make me feel special. Um, you. you do. I think you're welcome. Um, you make me feel special because I know that the things that you're doing is genuine. And I know it's coming from your heart. And I know that you care. You know what I'm saying? It's not based off of what I can do for you. It's not based off of what I have and what I can give you. You understand my situation. So you know that right now, a lot of shit I can't give Mm -hmm. mentally. You know, I really, I can give a lot of deep ass information and um, what am I trying to say? Like opinion. I can, I can tell you some shit, but some, some days I check out because I'm really suffering in my grief. You know what I'm saying? And um, I appreciate that you give me that understanding. What I don't like is that you're my son's girlfriend and that you have to go in there with him when I'm mad at him. <laughs> that pisses me off. Because um, you need to come in my room. Okay, <laughs> Girl, sometimes. Okay? But I just be feeling like that's because who I'm lonely. Mm-hmm. I'm very lonely. I miss my best friend, the person that I spent most of my days and nights who did those things with me, watched movies with me did those things he's not here you know so I'm just I'm really I'm lonely but I've learned how to I learned to be okay with what I have which is my youngest babies and kind of like you know I'll turn it on the tv for them and let them watch tv and I'll just sit there on my phone and usually it's like nope it's my tv it's my time mm-hmm. got your own fucking room but I try to enjoy my quality time with them because these days are so not promised, and we don't know what the hell can happen, and then we'll regret those moments, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my love language, to love and care and give, and but I like to get it back, and it doesn't mean you have to give it to me in the same value as I gave it to you, which means I don't, I don't, you don't have to give me $5,000 if I gave you $5,000. I expect you to give me $20,000 <laughs> I gave you five. You need to triple it up and give me give me fifteen to twenty. Not for real. Dang. <laughs> I'm just playing, but um, that's just the way I show my love. I show my love um, that way through sex. I haven't been with a lot of people at all, so there's only a few people that have gotten that, and they get it, and that's why they still keep calling me because they know it's fire. Like, period. <laughs> but you know I give my all in how I display my love I display it you know unconditionally and I don't have any boundaries in my love and it's a lot of people that don't know how to do that um, they love you with intention with um, if does that make sense or they love you with 
it's a reason that they're doing it, why they're loving you the way they're loving you. Because they know, oh, she going to give you this. Or she going to yeah. do that for me. And I've been through that. I have been through that where it's like, oh, she got it. She going to make sure this and that is going to go down. She going to make sure this and that is going to happen. And all I got to do is give the bare minimum. And she's still going to be there because she love hard. Yeah. You know, they take it They take it for granted. They take advantage. Mm-hmm. They take advantage of you. And um, a lot of people do that in relationships and don't know that that is what's going on. That's where the love or is a manipulation topic comes in at. Because you wonder, like, is it love or is this manipulation? A motherfucker can act like they love you so much, but what they'll be, like, literally just obsessed with you and obsessed with the idea of you. And your looks, you can be fine as fuck to them. And they'll be like, oh my God, you're everything to me. You're, you know, you're this and that because they value you. And a lot of people don't realize that they are the value in the relationship. They are, you know, you think to yourself, what the fuck do I have? Why would they want to just, you know, be all up on me? And why they got to, they got to really naturally love me if Mm -hmm. they doing this for me. And it doesn't be, it's not love. It's literally manipulation i had took a screenshot on my phone um and i don't know if i can look at it right now but it said um what did it say you saw it it said something like um basically like curing yourself from the fact that you thought all this time it was well it was that you thought all this time it was love but it was all all along it really was manipulation and I thought I was the only one who kind of got to that because this this is a topic that isn't really talked about. Mm-hmm. People don't really know the difference. That's why a lot of people don't realize that like manipulation and love goes hand in hand. You know what I'm saying? A motherfucker can praise you and act like they love you, but then they don't like your kids. They don't want you to be around your mama. They don't want you to be around your daddy. They mm-hmm. don't want you to be close with your siblings, your aunties and nobody. They want you all to themselves. That's not love. That is obsession, manipulation, gaslighting, and some weird shit. You know what I'm saying? And anybody that feel like they come in between you and your family or your children at the at the at the highest, your children is a weirdo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then they try to paint the picture of your mother being um overbearing and like, oh, your mother wants too much control. Does she understand that I'm your girlfriend and it's not bitch? Do you know that that's my mama? My mother is the apple of my eye. My mother is, that's who raised me. That's who gave me life. How do I not still have to owe my mother something? Right. How do I not owe my mother time? How do I d- separate myself from my mom and act like, oh, now this is my life and I'm living it? And that's a, a lot of things that is fucked up in this world because people think that that's normal. Oh, you can't be in your mama's um, house all the time. Can't, can't be under your mama's um, hand all the time. Your mama needs to always have a hand in your shit because we are still their children. You know what I'm saying? We're still their, they're still our guider. They, they still are guides. You know what I'm saying? They still are supposed to guide us and teach us the way. I hate mothers that don't get involved in their daughter's relationships and their son's relationships and feel like, oh, that's not my problem. You know, they grown. They are grown. And it is some things that you can control. And there's some things that you can't. Mm-hmm. That's why they have the serenity prayer. You know what I'm saying? Let me be able to control things that I can and know how to have understanding on how not to be able to control the things that I can't, period, point blank. But when it comes to, you know, a, manip- a manipulative situation or relationship with my sons or my daughters, I'm all up in that shit. I'm, I'm, I'm observing the whole thing. I'm going to make sure 
they see the flaws in this person that they understand. And no, I cannot make them do anything. But what I'm not going to do is allow this motherfucker to go and act like this is not happening. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm not. I haven't. I've done it before. I've seen some shit I didn't like. And I'm going to say something. Why why am I going to sit there with my mouth closed? This ain't fucking the slavery days. I don't have to shut up. I'm going to tell you how I feel and what I think is best for you. Because guess what? I do. And it's a lot of parents that don't. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so my, my, mother, my mother has told me a lot of things in life. Like, you know, I don't think that's a good idea. You know, it's, it's, it's fucked up because life has a lot of different um, angles and things that you can see and use for the same thing. But it's just like my mom giving me advice about a job that I want to take. That's different. Because yeah. that's me that have the skill. That's me who believes in myself that I can do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's I'm going to go do that. Opinion. You never know if I'm going to like the job myself or you're going like, to just because you don't like it. Exactly. Because a lot of people plant their fears on you. Because mm-hmm. they're, oh, I don't think that's even tangible. I don't even think that's even able to be done. And then boom, I make it happen. And they're like, what the fuck? She did that. That's because that's me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But as far as a relationship goes and you see some foul ass shit you see the daughter-in-law treating the kids a certain way or the girlfriend whatever the fuck she is treating the kids a certain way um praising her kid more than the other children and i'm not saying that she has to kiss the other kid's ass there's a difference Mm -hmm. because i'm not kissing nobody's kid's ass period if you i'm not gonna kiss your ass that's the difference like if you're not a good kid and you doing bad shit, I'm not, I'm going to say something about that. I'm not going to acknowledge it. I'm not, I'm not going to acknowledge you in that way that you want me to. And I'm not going to kiss your ass. But what I'm not going to do is separate the kids and make it seem like just because the daddy is in the house with me, that they are special. My kids are only, are the only ones that are special in that matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause I've never done that. And anybody that could ever say that about me is a fucking lie. Cause I've been the mama and the daddy in every single child's life that my um, ex had. I was I was doing his part and I was doing my part as a stepmother or a potential stepmother because I wasn't married to him. Mm-hmm. But I made sure they all had love. I didn't give a fuck. No, I was not about to keep sending money because that's kissing ass. Yeah. So I'm not about to go send gifts to them just to make myself look good because that's fake, first of all. And they need to reciprocate that same energy as well, you know, to a certain degree. And, they, and maybe they don't because I'm with the dad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But... I did things that I really did wanted to do for those kids because I care and I love them. Even if they were born in my relationship or that I felt was my relationship or whatever the fuck was going on, whether he was lying or not, mm-hmm. you know, I still felt like, damn, they deserve love. They didn't, they didn't do nothing and they, they deserve love. And I gave that. Innocent is the way proven judgment. Exactly. Because everybody has a personality and just because they're their kid does not mean you have to get along with them technically just because that's their some kid kids too. Be yeah. Some kids really be little bitches and little niggas and you just be like, I, I don't get along with that person. So I just don't get along with them. That's different than to really just not like them and and pull the daddy away from their kids. Like as if their kids don't matter. If you love him, you love his kids too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I see that a lot with women I mean, like if you don't I feel like you should at least try to learn to love them. You should at least try to learn to love them because love and love is a natural mm-hmm. thing. So you can look at a kid. I, I've had this, okay, where my baby daddy had a baby, okay, several. And I don't know which one it was, but it was one that I looked at and I was like, damn, 
I love that baby. And I did. I really felt that, but I would fight it at first. Like, the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. he the op. Like, you the op because you came out of a, of a out of a painful situation in my life. You know what I'm saying? But in reality, you didn't ask to be here. Neither did I. But I still know that you deserve love, and I feel that love naturally for you. You know what I'm saying? And I would do things for the kids to make sure that they didn't miss out. And I would always, always, I swear to you, because I think that a lot of these niggas be cool with the fact that, oh, my bitch don't like it, so I'm just shut the fuck up and just, I ain't going to say nothing. I would literally be like, have you talked to yo? Have you talked to them? Mm-hmm. Like, no. Like, why? Oh, I'm going to call them. I'm going to call them. Or have you spoken to, you know what I'm saying? Because that is serious. Because remember, the nigga that you raising to be a bit a Debbie is going to be a Debbie to your kid one day if y'all don't work out. Right. And that's still not, I'm not doing it for the benefit of my life. I'm doing it because that's who I truly am. But I'm just schooling you. Like, you doing that does not make you any different from the next person that is going to go through the same thing you've got, you, that it doesn't make you different from the person that is going through what you don't think you're going to go through. You know what I'm saying? You can go through that same thing. He could, y'all can break up. And then what? He didn't learn to be a deadbeat. And he not going to fuck with your kid. So then what you going to do? You know what I'm saying? So you got to be real, real, like, you got to be an evil motherfucker, number one, to be like that. You don't get what you allow because if that's what you allow, who's to say he's not going to do the same thing to you one day? Exactly. And why would you want a person like that around you? I don't want nobody that's not genuine around me. That's why I ask a lot of questions and, and wonder things. And I'm de- I'm, I, I, I think very deep, so I feel like... I want to know if it's genuine or not, because my shit is real genuine. You know what I'm saying? And I just don't think that it's okay for you to just walk around and act like, oh, we're in a household together and the kid is ours. And that's the one that gets all the love because we're together. No, you need to spend the same amount of quality time with those other children as you do with the one that you're with. And if there is, and, and under certain circumstances, you can't spend that same amount of time with those other children. You know what I'm saying? Because they do live somewhere else. And they go to school somewhere else. And they live a distance from you. Or the relationship with the baby mother is different than it is from with the person that you're with. That's mm-hmm. different. But you still, as a father... Mothers play a part, too, where you can't be with your child as much as you would like to because of them. Mm-hmm. And the, and the energy they bring mm-hmm. and the negativity and the attitude and the bullshit that they bring and the, oh, you need to do this. And that's another thing I don't like about women is pushing a man to do things that they're not able to do. I can see pushing a person to their fullest potential so they can do better, but also pushing a person to go and do stuff that they're not supposed to do. So you want the nigga to go and get your kids this and that and the other when you're capable of doing the same thing. And then he goes to jail and now your children don't have a daddy because he didn't went out there and did this and that to get what he needs for your kid. You know what I'm saying? When you could have you could have went around that. It's okay to sometimes be the have take the the lead. But nigga, how long? That's that's where it gets kind of mixed up. You know what I'm saying? Because some men take that like, I'm at my lowest. Nigga, it's been, it's been a good 16 years you've been low. Yeah. So this is a choice. The rest of your fucking life. This is a routine now. This is your job is to be low. We're not doing this. So there's a difference. If, some, if they're having a hard time in their life and you know that, you should be able to give them their space and allow them to do it. And I got this right now. You know, focus on getting yourself together. And I'll, I'll, I'll do this for us. Because you want your kids to have a sorry-ass father? Exactly. 
and you want them to have a, a daddy with felonies and just know nothing good coming from him because now that he got the felony, guess what? He got to keep committing the felonies because nobody's going to hire him. You know what I'm saying? So now he's always taking a penitentiary chance to take care of the kids because you keep on being over his shoulder telling him what the fuck the kids need when your ass can go and do it. You know what I'm saying? As a mother, you should already have that mindset to try to go beyond be above and beyond for your children. Except, like, not like that. If the daddy can do it, the daddy can do it. But if you can do it, do it yourself. Do it yourself. You're a mother for a reason. You Ex- signed up for this. If you're a mother, that's what you signed up for. I agree, and I and I feel like that's yeah, what I did. The daddy a lot. shouldn't do nothing. The daddy should do stuff. He should course. do something for sure. But as a mother, you should still do a little bit more than the father if you're the one taking care of the kids all the time. Because there is that that lifestyle that we know these that the, the we're talking about the daddies that try. We're not talking about the loser daddies that mm-hmm. ain't shit. We're talking about daddies that try and that really love their kids and really want to do and try and provide and spend time and pick them up and oh, do they do you need this and genuinely care? You know what I'm saying? Those are the ones that deserve you to be like, look, I got it this time around. Don't trip. You know what I'm saying? You guys should be able to be there for each other, you know? But but the ones that are just sorry and just don't want to do nothing and oh I bought this and I do this every once every two years or once or only when we're getting along mm-hmm. sorry ass niggas no that's not that's not daddies you know what I'm saying so we're not talking about those those daddies to give a break to but we talking about the black men in America that go through the struggle the daily struggle of being a black male they already are paid lower than a regular white person um, it's already hard for them to you know, keep a job due to their circumstances and their, their life and mm-hmm. where they live and their, you know, surroundings and stuff like that. They're already, um, it's just a lot on their shoulders. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want to put more on their shoulders that they can't, can't take. Like how much you gonna put on the, on the nigga's shoulders? Like, but then it's a lot of them that's putting that shit on their shoulders and adding mayo and mustard and ketchup and pickles and onions to that shit. Cause they're retarded and don't think that they need to get their life together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, there is a big difference, but just, you know, the ones that desire you to kind of, like, lean up on them, you know, that don't have it, like, shit, COVID hit, I don't have it. Like, I literally only got my rent and my this, and they doing something. It's like, don't trip. I got Christmas this year. You know what I'm saying? Don't trip. His birthday going to be straight. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done that a lot, uh, too many times. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that the father didn't try either. I'm not going to say that, but... You know, it comes to a time where you got to be like, okay, nigga, you got to try harder. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm sitting up here getting myself up, going to work, doing things that are uncomfortable for me to do just to make sure my children are comfortable, you should too. This should be a us movement, not a me movement, you know, or a you or a you movement. Whoever is the one doing the most. It should be us together. And I feel like a lot of people give... um Give people excuses to be losers and shit. Like, oh, you gotta understand. They can't. I don't give a fuck. They gotta understand that I'm living this life and it's stressful. As a black mother in America as well, you know. So, you know, I just feel like you gotta be able to understand the difference between love and manipulation. You gotta know when it's love. You gotta know when to leave. You gotta know when it's time. You have the right to like wake up one day and be like, you know what? If you question it. It might not be for you. It may not be for you. If you've been with it for a long time and you're questioning it, trust me, it's not for you. And I'm just keeping it real. There's no way you've been with someone well over five years. I'll say, I'm not going to say five. I'll say ten because five years, you still you still get to, you get to know a person every day. So mm-hmm. it's really not a really 
that. But if over 10 years you've been with a person, you still not sure that they the ones and you still don't know and you still in the back of your mind wonder if, you know what I'm saying? The different scenarios would be like this if you wouldn't. It's a lot of things that I know now that I had, if I had did it sooner and it's a regretful thing and an ignorant motherfucker say, I'm not the one who did it. So how can I be the reason why? You know what I'm saying? But I feel like if a lot of things I moved quicker with, my life would have been different right now. And that's my own personal journey. That's my own personal way of thinking and the way I see things. And it's clear and I know it's true. And I sometimes don't like to say it out loud because I be scared of what people's response will be. And the majority of the time when I do say it out loud, out loud a person will be like, unfortunately, that's something that you just going to have to deal with because I think they agree. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, once I explain it. But you got to make decisions, especially when you lose a child. Don't let anybody come in between you and loving your kids. You lost a child. You should be trying to make a bond with every single person in your life. It don't matter if the child is gone. Love that mother. Support that mother. It don't matter if the dad support that daddy. Love that daddy. You know what I'm saying? If it's toxic, leave it alone. (laughs) That daddy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If it's toxic, leave that shit alone. I had to cut some people off because they're just too toxic for me. And I can't heal in that type of situation. I can't heal in that toxic environment. There's no way in hell I can heal by being stressed out and talked about and just done totally wrong. And I've done only right by people. And how dare you bring that shit to the table when people are going through stuff. Like, you're evil. That's just how I look at it. Going through what I have gone through has opened my eyes significantly, significantly to how evil people are like people will really come to you while you're grieving and do some fuck like some fuck shit you know what i'm saying and i think it's disgusting and i think it's just gross and a lot of people will not only do fuck shit but they'll do manipulative bullshit to make you feel like oh i'm here for you i love you see i was the only one here for you that shouldn't be the reason why i love you you know what I'm saying? Let me love you genuinely and you love you. Be there you should want to be there for me naturally. That should don't, be a natural intention. Don't push it to, to really tell me, like, I'm here for you. Look, I'm the only one here for you. Just, you don't have to point that out. Just be there for me. Just, if you really love me, you would just be there for me. You would just be there. And if you're with me, naturally, that's your job anyway. You know what I'm saying? People don't realize that your job is naturally to do these things. So other people are not allowed to do those things. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you being in a relationship right now and somebody else is coming over here making your niggas, your niggas plate. That's not your job. That's my natural job, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not expecting a, another woman to come over here and make my dude's plate because that is my natural job. But you can't say nobody else was willing, wasn't willing to make your plate. You know, at that same time that you was down because they weren't allowed to. Right. Because that's not their that's not their job. You know what I'm saying? So you have to explore and know who and what and when is what's genuine in your life and who should be there and who should not. Because again, people will plant a seed and make it seem like they 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 watered it every day and made you who you are. And when you really are yourself, just genuinely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And people will force the agenda on you that they are the reason why you are who you are. Simply because they are not comfortable or they, they know they don't deserve you. So they're going to do everything they can to manipulate your mind and feel that you're supposed to be there with them. 
So watch that shit, okay? Um. All right, y'all. So I wanted to bring in my baby girl. Her name is Dream. Um, she likes to sing like her mommy, and she loves singing this song around the holidays. That kind of cheer us up. I don't know this year if it will actually cheer me up, but it does make me smile. Um, so I'm gonna put her on real quick so you guys can get to hear this little blessing. Can you sing a song? Okay, sing a song for us real fast. Ah, uh, mommy chicken in the quad. I don't need the mistletoe. Mistletoe last night. Come on. Okay. Go again. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> We miss you, mommy. Oh, I miss you too, baby. Can you sing it? Come on. Ah, don't mommy chicken in the quad. I don't need the mistletoe. Last night. Last night. He didn't hear me. He didn't hear me creep. Down there to have a pee. What else? He thought that I was. I he thought that I was tucked up in my bed. You bet, Jimmy. Yay, Jimmy. Yay. <laughs> Good job, Mama. Mm. I love you. Have a nap. Yes, go get a snack. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a nap before Jimmy. Okay. And Okay, and don't mess up my room. And close my door. Okay, so now, since the kids are out the room. Now we're going to talk about L.A. What the fuck is going on with L.A., bro? Like, the L.A. is fucking nuts. Every day, it's a new killing, a new robbery, a every new... Every day. Every single day. Now, don't get it twisted. L.A. has always been internationally known for its gang violence and its nuisance. You know what I'm saying? But this shit that they doing is not the normal nothing that I've ever seen. Like, I grew up in the riots. I, I grew up on 77th and Normandy. I was in the midst of the riots. I've seen all this shit. I'm an 80s baby. Like, I saw everything that has transpired. I've never seen nothing like this before in my life. These niggas is smashing and grabbing, which I don't feel so bad about the smashing and grabbing. And I understand the smashing and grabbing. Um, but I'm not saying I understand it as if I agree or would, you know... Will go, maybe I would, but I don't really know. You know what I'm saying? But if I have to feed my kids, I'm gonna do what I gotta do. You know what I'm saying? Smashing and grabbing, they just trying to get their shit. Like it's desperate times, desperate measures. But this shit that they doing is too much. And I really, I hate to sound so cliche, but I feel like a lot of it is coming from the fact that EDD is no longer allowing you to do what you were doing at first. Get the benefits and all the fraud that was going on. You know what I'm saying? Niggas was really, really balling. And I'm not mad at nobody for for balling and balling and balling. Do what you got to do. That's your business, whatever. But one thing they fucked up on was spending all their fucking money. And then and now you have you've acquired new cars. You got a brand new penthouse on in fucking Beverly Hills living in pen. Huh? Exactly. How, how are you supposed to keep up with something like that? And you know that your income is going to change. You know that this is not promised. No hustle is promised. Mm-hmm. That's one thing about hustling. Like, you got to know when and where to do it and how, how much of it you can abuse because it's not promised. You know what I'm saying? 
you got to understand that you can only you should with that type of money that motherfuckers was running into last year you should have been saving some putting it to the side okay i'm gonna spend five racks let me put this five racks over there i'm gonna spend another five five hundred dollars let me put two hundred dollars right there yes it sounds so fucking like oh i'm gonna be responsible but yes you you want to keep balling right Mm -hmm. the fuck so you got to invest that shit you got to and don't get it twisted. Most people want to live their life and splurge, too. Mm-hmm. So I get that. Some people don't know what to do with that big of amount of money, that low sum of money. They really just go crazy. They go. That goes to show who needs it and who really don't. Because they just spend on dumb on shit. On dumb shit. They just be broke the next couple of months. Like, yep. damn. You have nothing to show for it. Nothing. But some chains and stuff that you probably got a pawn now. Yeah. And that they have. A lot of people have pawned them motherfuckers. And... Like, again, I'm not mad. Like I said, YOLO, I get it. Some people want to live their lives and they want to have fun because they never got the opportunity to. So they feel like, shit, this is my opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But don't take your ass outside robbing motherfuckers. That's just that that yeah, they have their shit together. Right yeah, because now you're at a, in a circumstance. And then, then you're doing it real fucked up and grimy. Right. You, you just running up on innocent. Even though every person that you robbing there is innocent. But you keep r- running up on innocent people and... It's just ridiculous how you just, like, it's no care. It's not like, like, I was even telling my mom, like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of them should, like, you walk up to the person, you got your gun out. Like, there's no right way to rob a person, but just hear me out. Like, hey, ma'am, like, listen, I know that, um, you know, I know that you might be afraid. Don't be afraid. I'm not here to harm you. I'm not here to hurt you. But... I'm 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 at a low time in my life right now. So whatever you got, hand it over. They run into one, you're like, give me your fucking money, bitch. Like guns drawn, babies in the in the in the stroller, just really like overdoing it. And it's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Shit that you never seen. I, I saw today. Was it today? No, it was last night, yesterday. I saw um I saw a um a baby, I mean a baby, a young man was shot and killed. And I don't know the reason behind it, but, you know, it's the holidays. This this family is now grieving their child fresh into the holidays. You know what I'm saying? And um, somebody was recording it, and I just felt that it was like the worst thing you could ever do. I have been, I was that mother that lost it, lost it, lost it completely lost my like you're literally losing your mind when you find out something has happened to your child and they were recording that mother doing that like what the fuck like people just have no cares for people no more people don't have no it's no privacy it's no love it's everything is just heartless and yes they were behind the camera saying like oh this is so sad i'll be doing the same thing but why are you recording them at their most vulnerable horrible moment of their life like when I say I, I can relate because I've been there and I'm still there, the worst time of their life, the worst moment of their life, and you're going to record them. You're going to just like literally just have your camera out recording the whole thing, just to have footage, and then you send it to a um to a source so they can post it. Like You, must, you can't just tell them the news and, and edit it from the other part. People are crazy, but... LA, you really tripping. 
Um, you, you niggas is really disrespectful. Like you walking up into places where people are eating and chilling in a minute. It's not going to be nobody outside for y'all to rob. Then what y'all going to do? You know what I'm saying? You, you don't have no more plays. You have no more um, EDD plays, no more PPP loan plays, no more EIDL loan plays. Like you don't have none of that going on no more. So what y'all going to do? Because nobody is wearing, everybody is hip to the game now. They know don't wear your jewelry. Don't wear your watches. Don't wear your necklaces. Don't wear your purses. Don't drive your luxury cars. Because the moment, and don't go to the ATM. Don't go to one of them ATMs at the gas station. Please don't. Cause they don't even have a camera on it to even check and make sure you okay. Half of the half of the gas station um, cameras may don't even be given a good angle or a good you know view. It's really unsafe out there, and it's sad because there's people that are so free and don't understand that street life that are gonna get caught up, that are gonna still play with it and still not think, oh, that's not gonna happen to me. You know what I'm saying? And it's gonna happen, and it's scary and it's sad, and y'all just need to pray for your loved ones and. Pray for protection and just strength to be able to in, endure whatever goes on with right now because it's really, really wicked outside. It's scary as fuck. Uh, we were just at the Hot Wings Cafe three months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to go bake cakes at Duff's Cake Mix. Um, that day, we didn't bake them, but we decorated cakes that day. And then we went to the Hot Wings Cafe. Like, oh, let's go to Hot Wings Cafe. This is a normal place for us to go. This is the the best wing spot, you know, in L.A., in Hollywood. So let's go right there. Let's go eat. And imagine if I was there with my children and a fucking man and a woman assailant come up to me with a gun and told me to hand over my Rolex and my purse and my stuff. What? And I'm not coming outside to floss on nobody. I'm just being myself. So you're going to want damn near, damn near everything I have on or something. That, and, then, and then what y'all need to understand, too, is a lot of these niggas is on DH Gate buying this shit. So a lot of them purses and a lot of those juries, are, a lot of the jury is not real. Like, I'm going to just be real with you. A lot of it isn't. You know how they show, what's his name? Um, what is his name? The one that baby was going off on. Not going out. He was like, you got to give me that 5000 I don't know. What's his name? I don't remember his name. But anyway, he had posted that he had bought him some $300,000 diamond earrings. There was nothing special about them motherfuckers. They just look like regular ass earrings. And they showed an old um, video footage of Ocho. And Ocho was saying, like, that's just stupid money to spend on something that don't even matter. They showed Ocho Cinco years ago. Well over 10 years ago, going into Claire's, buying the exact same earrings that he had bought for $300,000 for $10. <laughs> so, understand, it's it's about what you look like. I can come off like I'm the richest bitch in the, of all times and having a whole H&M fit and some Claire earrings. And you robbing me for some $10 earrings that you think are diamonds. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, it's like you are really traumatizing people for no reason. And it's really, really too gutter for me. Like, it's just too, too much. I feel like y'all need to kind of tone it down. I mean, fuck it. You got to fake it till you make it. Go to, go DoorDash until you're able to get a little, some money saved up. And if you're a rapper, keep putting that money into your music. Do something. Find your craft. Mm-hmm. But, I, look, I, and I understand the hood life. Like, I, I'm from the hood. Like, I get needing to get what you need. Like, I understand that whole entire assignment of, 
trying to get by and feed your family. But, you know, it's just wrong how the how you guys are doing it. And then taking these innocent people's lives, that that record exec's um, wife, how they shot her. And then they said the guy who did it, he had on two ankle monitors. And how they caught him was because he had just robbed a house down the street and shot himself in the leg wow. on accident. So they, then that's when they put him together and knew it was him. He should have stopped there. He should have stopped there. But now he's up for a murder. Um, uh, what is it? Murder, robbery, a felon with a gun, attempted murder. And they give you that chance to go out and you got the anchor monitor. Yeah. And you're back in there. And you're back in there. And he got he has like five charges. He's never going to come home again. And that's it. Then with the smash and grab people, they caught 14 of them, um, put them in jail. But guess what? They got out the next day. And that's because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are taking advantage of the fact that COVID is giving them a little leniency, which it is. Yeah. But at the same time, don't take that shit for granted because you're going to get caught and some shit going to stick. something one day when you really just going to have to sit in there. When you're really gonna have to, that happened to you the first time. You got lucky, but no, you gonna really do something where you gotta stay in there. Very true, and I just I want y'all to do better for yourselves. Like, come on, we this is our community, this is our city. Like, it's it's already tragic enough. It's already sad and scary enough to even be in LA with the gangs being Mm -hmm. so close to each other and being in between that in the middle or being in an area that you come from and you go to the other side where they don't get along with that side and they think you affiliated and shit. You already got that enough of that on your shoulders. Now you can't even go outside. People don't even want to go to the grocery store. Now people are, I don't already don't carry cash. So don't come to me cause you're not getting my pen. But a lot of people are not carrying cash. A lot of people are not doing a lot of things now because they are so scared. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then those that are ill and in the house and can't go out, they're so happy that they can't. You know what I'm saying? You making them happy. Like, oh, thank God I can't go outside because, baby, you know, because it's just scary. And at one point, just recently, they was just doing a whole bunch of killing for no reason. I was telling my mom and my brother, like, be careful. They out there just killing people for no reason. Be careful. And and I don't live in L.A. anymore, but I'm still in L.A. County. But my whole thing is, like, anything, it happens up here, too. You know what I'm saying? It's just luckily the neighborhood I live in is a nice neighborhood. It doesn't really happen over here however i am a very very um i understand that it can happen anywhere i am a example of that my son passed away under circumstances that you would never imagine in a place we never imagined and at a time i never imagined you know so i'm not oblivious to those things that girl anything can happen anywhere because it can there's some motherfuckers walking around here with knives and murder intentions of serial killing and instead of using a gun. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever the case. And this motherfuckers is willing to cross over here and with their gun. So I get it. But I'm just letting you know that LA is very dangerous right now. Be careful. Keep your chains in the house. Keep your watches in the house. I know you want to look good. But which which one would you rather do? Look good alive or be looking your best without a pulse? You know what I'm saying? So... Just just protect yourselves and your children. And they're willing to do it with your kids around, too. So don't think that that's a reason to still wear the chain. Oh, I want my kids. They're not, they going to, yes. Mm-hmm. They're going to hurt the kids, too. You know, so just y'all be safe out there. I appreciate you guys listening to my very first podcast. I had my co-host, 
Vicky on here with me today. She helped me. Um, you know, this was a very hard thing to do at first. I put too much thought into it, but it worked out. And I hope you guys enjoy it. I will be doing this weekly, so tune in to my podcast next week. Thank you for listening to Let's Glow Podcast, and you guys have a wonderful night. Love you.